Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Beyond the Row, where we take a deeper look into Sunday morning sermons to spark what life beyond the row looks like for followers of Jesus. Good morning, evening, and afternoon to all of our listeners. We want to take a second to thank you guys for joining us on today's episode. No matter how you're listening, we're grateful that you are here. We want you guys to know that our podcast is on multiple platforms, and if you can give us a like, a follow, or a subscription, all of that helps get this podcast out to more and more folks. And if you all like this content, please consider giving us some stars and write us a review as well. All that interaction helps... Um, get more and more listeners this information and um, just spreading the gospel. So, how are you, Nate? It's just I'm me good. and you today, man. I know. Uh, Jason's not here. Yeah, poor Abram. Abram. <laughs> I still can't believe that. I feel so bad for him. Oh, my goodness. It's crazy to get back from your honeymoon and then all of a sudden you have a sickness. Yeah, yeah. And, um, whew, he I does know. not look good. Uh, I know, poor guy. Um, if you if you want to know what disease that Abe has, give him a text. <laughs> Tell him you're thinking about him. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, um, that's really funny. We'll it's not really week. funny. It's actually really awful. And Abe, we miss you. We wish you well, man. And uh, you think he listens know. to this when he's not on it? We're gonna find out. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna totally find out <laughs> yeah, if he yeah, shoots yeah. us a text here in a couple hours. <laughs> Um, so let's go over this week's uh, reminders, and then we'll dive into Amazing Grace. Yeah, so, um, you know, now we're, it's, as we're recording this, it's November 1st. It's weird. It just got done snowing last night. Uh, gosh, funny times. Um, but uh, so what things that are coming up are uh, some really cool things. Um, on Sunday mornings, we're finishing Starting Point this coming Sunday, and um, which, which really is because I wanted to take... I wanted to take a Sunday and talk about end times, mm-hmm. and it's funny because I thought, should I do it this past week and just postpone, but I'm like, we did that for Be Generous, and then we did it again. I'm like, let's just finish Starting Point, mm-hmm. um, and it's been helpful for a, a number of people that have reached out or have shared with me how this has helped them with like nuances about their faith and understanding questions and how to have conversations with people. So I thought, let's just finish this, then on November 12th, so this next Sunday, uh, after this Sunday, uh, we'll do the an end times message, which I've already been working on. You know, like what does the scripture say about it? To, um, uh, what does Jesus say about it? And then what's our response to it? Like, what are we supposed to be doing um, in the preparation for the coming of Christ? Mm-hmm. So, are you going to be talking about the seven seals and the four horsemen? <laughs> no, I'm not. Okay, okay. No, no, no. So not that but, kind. But I did. Times. I have considered, and I am praying about this. That in 2024, doing a series on Revelation, mm-hmm. and so um, I would like that. Yeah, I think it'd be good. But it would probably be in the middle of the year or something like that. Um, and then, um, and then we're gonna have Family Sunday on November 19th. And then Christmas begins the Sunday afterwards. So it's just funny that every Sunday, November, it's going to be a different topic. That's true. So I, I thought about that today mm-hmm. um, as I was looking over this. I'm like, oh, yeah, starting points this Sunday. Yeah. We're finishing that. End, end times message, then family Sunday, then Christmas. Yeah. So And then the f- week after that is still a... Te- a different Christmas. Technically, yeah, because we're actually going to start the Christmas series. Yeah, yeah we're going to. I'm going to do a standalone Christmas Dang. message on the 26th of November, and then the series. So five weeks of uniqueness. Yeah, yeah, this is going to be good. And so, um, so that's coming up. Our students are getting ready for Ohio State Youth Convention here in two weeks. Yep. Uh, well, really, a week and a half, mm-hmm. and then, um, and then, gosh, we're only. 
from today, we're only one, two, three, three weeks away from Thanksgiving. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. So we'll let Ugh. you guys know what we're going to do about the um, podcast on that particular week. Yeah. You know. Um, so yeah, we'll figure it out. And I will also say this, too, for all of those of you who uh, are an old-timer like me, because Sabrina was like, oh, we don't need to tell people about this Sunday. But just a reminder, mm-hmm. um, it is Time Change Sunday. You get an That's extra true. hour of sleep on yeah, Sunday. Fall back. Yeah, so just remember that, you know, I know your phone automatically changes, but that doesn't mean you're going to remember. So, so here's your... Announcement. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that means you get to stay up an hour later is what that means. That's correct. That's usually what yeah. I do. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, when, in fact, when I wake up on Saturday on the 4th, I usually mm-hmm. like, okay, well, technically it's this time I right know. now. Yeah, so you, I live. You, you play it up almost all weekend <laughs> yeah, long. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's what we do. So, cool. uh, so anyway, so there's some things coming up. And then, of course, we're going to be letting people know about what we're going to be doing with Be Generous, mm-hmm. uh, especially our, our A group leaders are going to be connecting with all of our groups and yeah. Um, and then Christmas time, what is that all going to do? And we're going to have a number of things going on throughout Christmas, so it's going to be good. Yep, a lot of announcements, a lot of stuff going on. You know, it's that time of year where just there's always something going on. It is the season. Exactly. Plenty of things to be thankful for, plenty yep. of things to pray about. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be good. Yep. All right, let's talk about this past yeah, Sunday. So- um, so this past Sunday is we're kind of coming, again, we're coming into a, a landing of our series starting point, and and one of the things we haven't really yet talked about was grace. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I always think about, like, we talk about grace as if, like, um, I mean, I don't want to get ahead of myself because there's some things I want to talk about. But, like, we usually think about grace as, um, you know, I can keep doing whatever I want to do and be whatever I want to be and still call myself a Christian because God's grace. Mm-hmm. Um No. And so uh, I think, well, well, that's what we're going to get into. But from like, again, I don't want to just always rehash the message from Sunday. I want to I go a little bit further to some things that I think will be beneficial for us. Um, Are you saying you want to go beyond the beyond rows? Beyond the row. Sunday right? morning. Beyond Sunday. And so, um, so I thought like, let's talk about this first because I didn't really, I didn't really get into it personally, but have you ever... Um, have you ever bargained with God? Absolutely. Well, do you have an example? Yeah. Um, probably the biggest bargain. When I was young, it was always something. You know, it was always, I'll go to church if I can, you know, get this toy, you know, when you're little. Okay? Yeah. That stuff is trivial. But, like, as an adult, yes. Um, so probably one of the biggest barters that I made with God um, was when I found out that Sid was pregnant. Yeah. Okay, so this would have been in... The summer of 2012, that was, geez, 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that was when I had, you know, I had always been a Christian, you know, baptized in 2006 yep. and went to church all my life and everything. Um, then I went to college, strayed, lived a double life, didn't believe in hell, kind of made up my own rules. Yeah. I still knew... God existed. I've ne- I don't think I've ever in my life really doubted that God's existed, okay? Yeah. But I have doubted the credibility of Scripture. And when I found out that Sid was pregnant, we'd only been seeing each other a little bit. You mm-hmm. know, we were not even super official boyfriend-girlfriend. We had no um, plans on, you know, uh, pursuing this relationship in depth. Uh, definitely not considering marriage because we had just kind of seen each other. It was a fling. <clears throat> and um, 
yeah, when when she showed me that pregnancy test, uh, it, it devastated us. You know, we yeah. were absolutely lost, uh, totally scared. I was I was I was so fearful. You know, being being raised in a very conservative household, um, even if it wasn't a, a um, you know a really heavy Bible believing household, it was still conservative. It was rep, it was rep, Republican. You know, um, yeah. manners and etiquette and 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 um, how you looked on the outside meant a lot. You know, and me being the first kid of five in this side of the family to have a kid that was kind of outside of wedlock, there was one that did it before me, my cousin, and I remember, um, you know, I just remember a lot of the comments associated with, with that. I just felt so bad for him, but now it's happening to me, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm supposed to be the good guy, Yep. you, you know, in, in a weird sort of a way. I always hated that growing up. <laughs> um, but terrified. So I remember praying. Okay. And I remember saying, okay, God, you know, because we really greatly considered abortion. Yeah. And I remember... Which is part of your story. Absolutely. Yep. It is, yeah. Yeah. And um, we greatly considered that. And I remember thinking, God, if you will just please forgive us for what we're about to do. Yeah. You know, um, I'll turn my life around, sort of a thing. It was one of those. It wasn't specifics. Yeah. Um, but it was it was the only thing I knew to do. I, I knew that God would listen to my prayer, but I, I was still thinking about it's something I have to do to earn it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was like, you know, in my mind, you know, we're we're going to terminate this pregnancy, and um, you know, I don't want to be stained my entire <laughs> life. And I just remember, you know, God just please forgive me for what I haven't even done yet, yeah. you know, but I've done it in my heart, yeah. you know, um, to make a long story short, if you guys don't know the end of the story, we ended up not having an, an abortion and, uh, you know, by the grace of God, yep. uh, Emma is here. And we today. got Emma. Yeah. And we got Emma and she's, oh my gosh, she's <clears throat> like head Can of her class, amazing reader, creative. Yeah. I mean, she's our little miracle. And so God wanted her around. Yeah. You know, can you imagine life without her? No. Yeah, I don't even want to. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I think that's beautiful. I, th- you guys, uh, you guys got to share that story at Richland Pregnancy Services, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had their annual um, gala or gala. I still gala? don't know how to yeah. say it because everyone says it diff- differently. Sure. But it's an annual sort of a fundraising night where they highlight folks in the community that have been uh, positively affected by Richland Pregnancy Services, you know, or RPS yeah. for short. Yep. And they used our story, and they came out and filmed us and all these things. And the story, I believe, is still on their website. And, um, yeah, it was a, you know, fancy-pancy dinner and all that stuff. Yeah. Really, really cool. But the most thing about our story, and I, I tried to make this and convey this very, very clearly in the recording, is that, you know, we don't take credit for any of the decisions made. You yep. know, it was... It was God working through us. It yeah. was the Holy Spirit tugging on our hearts, you know, to make sure that life was valued. Yeah. And, um, you know, if if Sid or I were to take any of that credit for any of that, it just wouldn't be honest. It wouldn't be true. Yeah. Dude, that's so good. I'm glad you guys are so bold that you're able to share that story because, I mean, that's hard. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's usually a secret that people have. Oh, yeah. Because um, I never want to say, oh, yeah, well, well, we were about to end their life and yeah the uh the most awkward part about all of that you know we've we've shared that story a few times for a couple years even when sid got baptism a few years ago yeah or baptized a few years ago but the the hardest conversation that we've ever had with anybody about it was telling emma 
two nights before the get before before that dinner, you know, a few weeks ago. Yeah. That hey, we're gonna go to this fancy dinner, and they're gonna be talking about this word called abortion. And oh, yeah. we had to talk to her about what that was, and to tell a ten-year-old girl yeah. what that word is for one um, is a lot. Yep. But then to say, and you almost were, that's even that's a totally different side yep. of the coin, and um, and she just blows me away. She wasn't mad. She wasn't sad. She didn't cry. Yeah. She she was just like oh. Wow, I'm really glad that I'm here though. And she just lit up and like yeah. and I, you know, and we reiterate of of course, you know, I can't imagine life without you. You know, um we we may have done things backwards, but you're not a mistake, you yep. know, things like that. And it was it was a um it was like a retribution sort of a moment, you yeah. know, where I don't know. She's she still doesn't know about the birds and the bees yet. Yeah, so for it's sure. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, when it's when that happens, away. you know, maybe <laughs> she'll think back on abortion differently. Yeah. You know, or like the whole idea of you know, because she's seen our wedding book and she knows that she's in our wedding pictures and Evie's not. You know, that was the first conversation and you know, like why didn't you have Evie first? You know, and mm-hmm. you know her sister. Mm-hmm. But she took it really really well, and I kept just telling her like you know. You're here because God wanted you to be. Yeah. You are very desired. You are very, very wanted, and God has yeah. big plans for you sort of yeah. thing. And His creation. Oh, absolutely. Because, you know, if... <clears throat> well, I could, I could go on and on, but let's, let's get back to that. <laughs> oh, no, that's so good, though, because I just... My goodness, that's, that's the story of redemption, and there's multiple stories like that in our congregation, and I love hearing them. Um <laughs> Because mine's not like that. I mean, mm-hmm. Mine's very much when I was a senior, you know, like my girlfriend of, I don't even remember, two or three years broke up with me and she's a freshman in college and it was, you know, I kept praying, God, you know, I want her to back, you know, yeah. things like that. And so, I mean, beyond grateful he did not answer that prayer right, the yeah. way I wanted him to. Mm-hmm. Um, But that was, a, that was a silly prayer. And then I can remember over the years that I've been, <clears throat> you know, just dumb things of praying for, I don't know, whether it's financial freedom or to have a child, you know, father. And, you know, but I'll be honest, even it actually kind of transitioned eventually to the part where I would know, I've, and even now I struggle with it and I know it's wrong, but I've asked God at times to, you know, I, in fact, um, if I have issues or things going on in my life, I don't go to him with them because I think, you know, there's bigger things in the world that he can take care of, and I have this yeah. horrible view of myself of, or how God sees me instead of the way I need to see myself through his lenses. Right. You know, I mean, for sure, I think that we, you know, we should be praying for other people, and we should be praying for people's situations and not ours, but that doesn't diminish that he doesn't see me and love me and care about my circumstances as well, yeah. and that he wants to do something about it. You know, and so, mm-hmm. so I've kind of kind of swung the pendulum from bargaining with him to like, ah, oh, no, I know you got other things going on. Yeah. I think that's a very human thought. I think, yeah. I, th- I think most people, whether they admit it or not, have, have, have thought that way. And, um, especially when in scripture we see so many times where we are asked to, you know, really seek and knock and, you know, 
make those requests and really, really be bold in those re- requests yeah. too. And so then it's like if you're where you're at in your faith, you you kind of have to decide on your own. Okay, is this one of those things that I can ask for? Yeah, you know, and it's and it's human nature to to say, um, well, but in return, I'll do this. Yeah. You know, and it, it may feel it may feel harmless in that moment, but yeah. that's not what God is asking. Yeah, for sure. And <laughs> yeah, that is true. And I, I, um, Liz and I have worked really hard recently, mm-hmm. and 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 we still have a ways to go together, even to come to Him with our requests, because we know what they can do for us, for others. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, even recently, Liz and I are praying about something super personal that. Uh, it's like, I, I can't believe we're praying about this now, you know? Yeah. And so, but at the end of the day, we want to be obedient to him and live in freedom and to live in in such a way that we want to help love others that need that. And mm-hmm. so uh, I'm just going to leave that vague right now. Sure. But, um, but yeah, it's like I'm having to re-examine my own heart and walk with Christ in such a way that mm-hmm. is going to be biblically sound instead of, now nah, I can do this on my own. Yeah. Jesus gives us multiple examples in the in the Gospels about you know making those requests and asking boldly in prayer. Yeah. And I always think of the persistent widow, right? Yep. But then there's oh, another yeah, parable. Really uh, there's another parable about the judge, right? And so it was like, um, or is that the same parable? Does the persistent widow go to the judge? Yeah, she goes to a judge and. The judge keeps turning her away, and he gets annoyed with her. Right, yeah. And he finally says, fine. Yeah. But that. But the funny thing is, is that Jesus makes the judge kind of look like a jerk, but that judge represents the Father. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is like, well, Jesus, that's kind of you, too. Like, you're not the Father, right. but you are Yeah, Yeah, him, Je- Je- you know? Jesus is saying, if, 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 <laughs> if I could paraphrase the parable, Jesus is saying, like, if even this earthly ruler... Gives yeah. the persistent widow what she's asking for, yeah. just out of being annoyed. How much more will the father? How much more yeah, yeah. will the father do it out of love? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think that's a beautiful picture. Yeah, because you just you just don't give up. Now the question is, is how long was that? Well, we don't know exactly. And so I think that's that's where it wins. I, I want to give another example real quick of that idea of um, Essie. Um, She's the oldest person in our congregation. Mm-hmm. I can't remember how old she is. I want to say she's 94. She's, she's 93 or 40. 93, yeah, 94. Sure. So her husband um, just passed away just a little over a year ago. Mm-hmm. and, uh, and he, But he was the oldest. I think he was like 98 or something like that. And it was really beautiful. But one of the stories I love about it is that he prayed daily for his son to come to Christ mm-hmm. daily for 30 some years yeah and just like that's persistence and it happened like he finally gave his life to the lord and not only that but he's on fire for jesus and uh they're extremely involved in the church they're yeah. a part of and um i'm like that's persistence and that's the beauty of god paying attention and listening and knowing our hearts cry. Mm-hmm. But in that moment, though, again, it goes back to it was about someone else. Yeah. You know, and so I, but I also think that God puts that on our hearts too. And, um, and so how does our prayers reflect that? But mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, ha- have you, have you ever experienced grace tangibly, 
Like, have you ever gotten a moment where you didn't deserve something and it was still given to you? I feel like every thing that happens in my life, I don't deserve. <laughs> yeah, there, my life is 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 so incredible, and I am so beyond blessed that um, I remember being in a. I remember being in my very first small group. And um, we met on Sunday nights, mm-hmm. and it was with an older group of folks. You know, Sid and I were the youngest couple, you know, but it was our first small group, so we yeah. didn't care. And we met at our house a lot, and, you know, um, when it came time to kind of be sharing what God's doing in everyone's life or, like, prayer request time, everybody was just so dark and yeah. so down. And, like, there's people going through so many horrible, horrible, like, awful things. And, you know, I've, I kind of I kind of have an optimistic, you know, um, yeah. sort of view on life anyway. And, um, you know, I, I just remember thinking and I remember saying, like, nothing bad has ever really happened in my life. Yeah, we've experienced loss and death and, you know, the, this whole Emma thing was, was, was tragic, but it's like it never made me doubt. It never made me, you know, feel um, like I was worse off. And I, I just always think like every good thing that happens is just like I do not deserve this because I know mm-hmm. what my inner thoughts are. Mm-hmm. I know what my struggles are. Mm-hmm. You know, I know how many people I've been with. I know, I know things that still aren't out in the open yet, and 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 sits the same way, right? Yeah. You know, you know, we we weren't pure by any means. Yep. Um, even when we on the outside looked like we were, and it's just, you know, that phrase: "Why do bad things happen to good people?" Yeah. We've flipped it multiple times. I think you had it flipped yeah. in a sermon once. You know, yep. why do good things? Happen, happen to, to bad, bad people. people. Yeah, because yeah. we're all bad. Yep. You know what I mean? And so yep. that's a mentality that I just kind of always had. Yeah. If I were to think of a specific thing, I mean, what Sid and I are going through right now, I shared with this a few weeks ago, but like there is a couple in this church that is um, monetarily supporting us. And it came out of the blue, and we didn't want it, and we didn't need it, or at least we didn't think that we did. And I just kept thinking to myself, I can name 10 people right now that desperately need this. Why are you choosing us? Yeah. And they just kept saying, we're not choosing you. God told us to do this for yeah. whatever reason, and we're just asking you for the allowance to be obedience here, yeah. you, you, you know, or to show their obedience. And so yeah. Sid and I didn't want it, didn't need it, and said, uh, I told him no right there at the dinner table, but we ended up accepting, you know, because we didn't want to turn down what God was asking them to do. Yeah. And then... Not even two months later, our house just started nickel and dime, 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 ah, can't speak, nickel and diming us, you know, air conditioning went out, um, hot water pump went out, that was two grand, you know, we had issues with, um, I think Sid's car, and then our air conditioning, and then, like, we had to call a plumber, and then mm-hmm. I had a leak in the basement, and we had some septic drip, and so it was just, like, all of this stuff that, when God was asking this couple to support us, mm-hmm. We had no idea it was coming down the line, mm-hmm. you know. But by God's grace, He saw that ahead of time because He sees time differently than us. Mm-hmm. He knew we were going to need it, mm-hmm. and He asked this couple to do it, and this couple did it for us. Yeah. And it's Sid and I still cannot wait for the day that they quit giving us that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, because it's just like I don't deserve it. You know, why? Yep. Why would God look look out for me so much? What am I doing in this yep. world that 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 I've earned this? And then I remind myself. Yeah, it's not about what I'm doing. Yeah, it's just about what he has done. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I've seen that time again with people's lives, and sometimes you have to help them see that. Yeah, I know it's a lot easier to help others see that than when you can see it. You know. Yeah. Um, 
but I will say like that is, yeah, for example, I mean, there's so many things in our lives from like adopting our two children, um, the amount of people that have been a part of that, I mean, from multiple states and um, just by God's grace of getting out of some things. Um, and we've had incredible financial experiences uh, from people, um, individuals, um, fundraisers, you know, um, it, it, from job opportunities. Um just it's 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 amazing to me the things that I take for granted. Um and it's probably because of just the culture I live in, instead of understanding that God has done a lot and orchestrated a lot so that um we could move forward or uh <laughs> not just us benefit but others to benefit and I'm not paying attention mm-hmm. to it. Um, instead of, instead of stop instead of just stopping and looking and saying, God, thank you for all that you've done. You know, thank you for the fact that I have health today and, um, you know, whatever the, I mean, I know those are silly things, but it's so true. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, I don't know. It just, I, I, I've seen God's grace tangibly in my life over and over, but it's not something I pay attention to unless I stop and think about it. And yeah. I just stop and write down all the things that he's done. And I'm yeah. like, God, goodness yeah. gracious like yeah. gratitude something that you know <clears throat> it's like a muscle you have to use it you yeah. have to exercise it you know and and if 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 you struggle with showing gratitude or if you never really have before you know it's going to feel awkward at first yeah. you know and you, and you might start open and vague and you know you might be like well thank you that i have a roof over my head you know um the one thing that everyone in western culture can say is you know thank you lord for letting me be born here and not in Israel right now. Oh my goodness! You yeah, know? I mean it's stuff like that. Yeah, that unfortunately puts things into perspective for us. For sure, or other places around the world. And um, I mean, there's even moments I'm sitting here like, golly, I could learn a lot more from living in this kind of environment than if I was back in the United States. Now mm-hmm. I wouldn't be anywhere I was financially. Right. But would I be better off? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've thought about those things a lot. I think traveling the world has opened my heart and mind to God more than I've ever experienced it just here on my own. Mm-hmm. And which I think sometimes, the, maybe that's the reason I'm in the position I am in right now, because Lord knows I did not want it. Mm-hmm. Lord knows that I don't, I still don't know if I'm capable of even continuing to do it further, whatever it goes. I, I mean, I literally trust him all the time. <laughs> you know, I'm constantly watching other pastors. I'm talking with people and, but the cool thing is, is that the ones I trust the most and love the most or pay attention to the most are also the ones who are like, yeah, this is hard, isn't it? You know, and I'm like, this, it helps me mm-hmm. to realize I don't, well, I'm not alone in this world, you know? Um, uh, and just reading scripture, realizing the impact that we have as pastors on the staff of any church that it's incredible. Um, <sighs> I don't know what to call it. Like it's um, it's not a burden, but it kind of feels that way because is, and we're talking about eternity here, and um, and you desperately desire for all people to come know Jesus and walk with Christ, and so those are the things you're constantly thinking about out of others, and it's like I don't know if I'm just this is hard, mm-hmm. you know, and so, but I mean, if it, it all goes back to grace, and 
I want to want to share something. I didn't have it on my notes today, I, but I want to share. So, I want to share this. So Matt Chandler, he's a pastor, and I didn't share it on Sunday either. He's a pastor in Texas, and anyways, he had a quote that I love. Uh, I, this is my notes, and I threw it in here today. He says, "Without a heart transformed by the grace of Christ, we just continue to manage ex- external and internal darkness." Mm-hmm. Um, so if our hearts aren't transformed, we're just finding ways to manage darkness all around us, whether it's in our hearts or if it's Mm -hmm. things, you know, like people around us, uh, circumstances and things like that. So the question I have um, is, um, do we abuse grace? Do we really understand grace? And I want you to talk about this here in a second, but I want to read something real quick, okay? So at the end of Romans chapter 5, so he's talking about the law, and he gets to grace and things like that. So he says, I'm going to start in verse 20 of chapter 5. He says, God's law was given so that all people, so not just the Jewish people, so that all people could see how sinful they were. But as people sinned more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. So just as sin ruled over the, all the people and brought them to death, which is why sorry, we all die because of sin, mm-hmm. now God's wonderful grace rules instead, giving us right standing with God and resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Okay? So ver- and then it goes into chapter 6. This is why sometimes when we separate chapters, we miss some things. Mm-hmm. So verse 1, he says, well then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? So he just got done talking about the law, and that law shows us that we're sinners and that sin kills us, mm-hmm. but because of his grace he, grace, he has brought us into a right standing with the Father by putting our faith and trust in him. So that's what he says, so should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Mm-hmm. By no means, no. Yeah, he's a, of course not. <laughs> Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? So I want to, I want to pause and I want to move just down the, down the a little bit. I'm going to skip a lot of verses here. Mm-hmm. Um, so in verse 15, mm, let me start in verse 14. Okay. Sin is no longer your master, for you no longer live under. Um. Okay, I got to back up further. Okay, so let's go. Let me start in verse 12. Sure. Do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to sinful desires. So think about, if you're listening, think about every, all the sins that are in your life that you think about, that you have. Yep. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God, for you were dead, but now you have new life. That's what grace has done for you. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Sin is no longer your master, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace, right? That was freely given to you. Yes. Okay. Well then, since God's grace has set us free from the law, does that mean we go on sinning? So he just answers, he goes back and asks the question again. Of course not. Don't you realize that you became a, the, I'm sorry. Don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? So think about what do you obey? Mm-hmm. You know, is money what you obey? Is your children is um 
your desires of the some of the things of your heart is food. You know, I mean, he, I love this. You become a slave of whatever you choose to obey. You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. Thank God. Once you were slaves of sin, but now you wholeheartedly obey his teaching we have given you. Now you are free from your slavery to sin, and you have become slaves to righteous living. Mm. So how is that possible? Grace. So I, I think that was just, I think that's an important part that he's talking about is um, that I want to make sure that we talk about on here is that when, when Matt Chandler says, we, without a heart transformed by the grace of Christ, we just continue to manage external and internal darkness. Right, yeah. I think that's true. Yeah. Um, so you, in your first question, you brought up the word abuse, okay? You mm-hmm. said, you know, okay, are we abusing God's grace? Yep. I think is what your question yeah, yeah, was, yeah. okay? Um, so just, 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 just for fun, I, I hopped on Google, and I looked up the, the definition for the word abuse, okay? And there's multiple <laughs> definitions, you know. Uh, the one definition is to use something to bad effect or for a bad purpose, mm-hmm. meaning to misuse something. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Another thing is to treat a person or an animal with cruelty. Yeah. You know. Yep. Yep. Um, another definition for abuse is uh, the improper use of something. You know, or again with the cruelty uh, being being violent towards 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 something. Okay. Um, to misuse grace. You know, if I were to find a different word for abuse or to abuse, um, you know, it's one of those things like, can we abuse something that we didn't earn? And I would say, yeah, you know, like mm-hmm. like if somebody does something for you and you're yeah. just you know, and completely use it for another take way. advantage of. Yeah, right, of, right. Like you go, that. you know, you're homeless or you're you're just down and out and somebody sees you have a sign on the side of the road, which is not always true for everybody, but you have a sign on the road, they give you money, and then you go out and buy, instead of food, you're buying clothes, you're buying cigarettes, you're buying whatever. Right, yeah. It's like, it's almost like you're taking a blessing um, and just making it your own gains. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you're, you're, you're self-fulfilling the blessing rather than just letting it be a blessing and letting mm-hmm. it, you know, sort of a thing. But then, like, I was trying to think, well, is, is, is there a different word that we could use for abuse? And the only thing that I could think of was the phrase, take for granted, okay? Oh, sure. Could we take for God's grace for granted? Now, when I think of it that way, I think of all kinds of scenarios in my head because to take something for granted means that you're, you're failing to appreciate it properly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like... Um, a lot of times you don't appreciate it because of over-familiarity. Yeah. Okay? Well, if if you are someone that lives pretty well off, maybe, even if you're middle class, okay? Even if you're even if you're lower you class and well American. Off middle class, yeah. Yeah, but like taking things for granted would be like that you get a paycheck each week. Yep. You know? You know, and it's because it happens all the time. Yeah. You maybe think less of it, or if you're like, "Hey, th- this this doesn't add up. I had more hours in this." You know, you're more easily to yeah. you know jump on that. And when I think of God's grace, because His blessings rain down on all of us, the good and yeah, the bad. And the you bad. know, it's 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 like, yeah. if good things are constantly happening to us, then yes, you can actually absolutely take for granted God's grace because 
you're just so familiar with you know being clothed being fed Mm -hmm. having a vehicle you know that like on a typical week you know, you have a pretty good week. You go to work, you yeah. you punch in your time, you come home, yeah. you, you get paid for it. And most people don't have that in the world. Right. And so it's like for other people in the world, I mean, just having a job is a blessing. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And I don't know. I think I, th- I think there's a lot there. I think that I, th- I think that the short answer is is yes, we can absolutely take for granted God's grace, you know? Um, but then there's a part of me that wants to ask, well, can... Well, how do you take advantage of something that you didn't, that you didn't earn or deserve? But you know that's the difference between grace and mercy, right? It's like, yeah, you know, mercy is is when uh, you don't get what you deserve. Yeah, that's right. Right. Yep. I know. There's that, a lot there. I think we yeah. can keep talking about that. Yeah, and grace is the things that are given to you that uh, you're you're receiving something that you haven't earned. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just here's a gift. Yeah. And it's unconditional. Right. Um, there's no conditions to it. It's just, here you go. And 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 if we're going to be honest with you, that's that's where I think many Christians fail to understand God's grace is because, and the reason I use, and the reason I would say I, I use the word abuse was that first definition you gave, but it's mm-hmm. the idea of um, how many of us, you know, we're Christians because we don't want to go to hell. Yeah. And, um, and in that process... You have you you pick and choose what you want to do in life, right? You pick and choose what you uh, want to do when it comes to faith. Um, so I have another quote by C.S. Lewis that that takes us to where we're going right now. The Christian is in a different position from other people who are trying to be good. So you think about this: the whole world is trying to be good in their own eyes, right? Every person is trying to be good in their own eye. They hope by being good to please God, if there is one. Or, if they think there is not, at least they hope to deserve approval from good men. Mm. But the Christian thinks any good he does comes from the Christ life inside him. He does not think God will love us because we are good, but that God will make us good because he loves us. Mm -hmm. Just as the roof of a greenhouse does not attract the sun because it is bright, but but becomes bright because the sun shines on. On it, and so I, I think when we get to understanding grace, then we understand. We get to understand. That's why you should keep reading like Romans five and six and seven, um, and Ephesians, and what Jesus talks about in the Gospels is that. <laughs> I think more times than not, if we're really honest with ourselves, you know, do we weigh? Do we do we weigh? Um, the the difference between giving our lives to Christ and not. I mean, Jesus tells us to count the costs, right? Mm-hmm. Before a builder builds a house, he weighs all things, you know, gets the money for it, gets the building materials for it, and he begins to do it. He doesn't just like, you know what, I think I want to build a house. All right, let's do this. And then he starts, and then but he didn't weigh all these things. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times that maybe in the church we've done a disservice to this because our whole goal is to try to get people to Jesus. But in getting people to Jesus, are we teaching them that your life will look different and it should be different? You know, you're to be holy. Ephesians, the whole book of Ephesians is about how to live a holy life. Not because you have to, but because of his grace for me, I want to and I get to. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's where the struggle is. It's why, like Christians, just, 
which goes back to a few weeks ago. Like, are we, do we, have we really given our lives over to Jesus when financially we are a horrible steward mm-hmm. of what he's given to us? Um, are we helping the poor, the hungry, the hurting, thirsty? Are we, are we encouraging the church? Are we helping the church financially with our resources and our income? Are we doing those things? And if you, and if you say, yeah, I'm doing those things, but, but it's your leftover. You, you got all your bills paid. You got all your food you know, taken care of. You got all your fun and, and leisure things done. And then whatever's left over after all of that, you give to the church. And then no, your heart isn't there yet. Um, serving, right? Mm-hmm. Serving is, a, is the, one of the biggest principles of following Jesus. Jesus said, I didn't come to serve, or I didn't come to be served. I came to serve. So the question is, as a Christ follower, are we serving? Is it a part of my DNA on a consistent basis? Am I doing it a part of the church? Am I, am I helping people in my neighborhood? Am I helping um, uh, my children? Am I helping my kids learning how to serve? Am I doing it in the, the community that I'm at? Am I doing it at work? Mm-hmm. Uh, not because I get paid more money, because it's going to help make a difference in somebody else's life. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so generosity, serving, um, sharing the gospel, discipling other people, being connected to a local body of Christ on a consistent basis, you know, not because it's, it's a religious thing to do, but because it's what God has asked us to do as the body of Christ, to worship Him, mm-hmm. to come together in unity, to take care of one another, to help one another, to serve each other, uh, to encourage one another, to be Barnabases, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. Are we doing those things? And so the question is, when you gave your life to Jesus, are you counting the cost or are you just afraid to go to hell? Sure. And I think grace plays a, plays a major role of that. Yeah, because the things that you were talking about, you know, being generous, you know, with your time, tithe, and talents, and all of these things, yeah. that is all stems from transformation. It is. See, that's grace. Grace is, I don't do any of those things, which is what we talked about on Sunday. I don't do any of those things because I have to, and I'm going to earn God's salvation. I'm going to earn God's love. Those, everything that we just, I just mentioned that we just talked about is a, a culmination of what God has already done for us. Because I understand His grace. So no, I don't want to continue living in sin. That doesn't mean I'm not going to fall into sin, that's why Jesus' prayer is, lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. Mm-hmm. I have to pray that every day because I'm going to be tempted every day. Um, and if my heart isn't set and if I'm not in God's word, there's going to be days I'm going to fall into temptation. But that doesn't mean I'm not, that doesn't mean I'm separated from him. It just means that that's something in my life I have to continue to give over to him. Mm-hmm. Ongoing. Mm-hmm. But... I'm already saved. I've been sanctified already. It's just, it's an ongoing working out my salvation now. Um, I'm never going to be complete until he returns. Mm -hmm. Um, But when it comes to understanding the life of a Christian, I am to walk away from sin. I am to be connected to the body of Christ. I am to give financially, you know, um, generosity should be the biggest part of my life. Serving should be the biggest part of my life. Um, making disciples should be the job description of every Christian. Mm-hmm. And if you're sitting here thinking, well, I don't know how to do that. My, my, my hope for you and my question is asking, are, 
you trying to figure out how to then? Mm-hmm. Because if you're not figuring that out, if you're not asking, hey, can you help me do this? Can you teach me how to do this? If we're not asking those questions, then I don't know if you're really interested in following Jesus. I'm just, I think more times than not, Christians just don't want to go to hell mm-hmm. if hell exists. Yeah. I think that... And I say that because that's a lot of people think that way. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> not because I don't. Not I because like, Nate yeah, is questioning yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, It makes me think about... Um, hmm. I think this is still happening, but I, I remember it very vividly when I was a kid, so 90s, okay? There was a... I always felt like there was this big sort of an evangelical push to just get people to get saved. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And I think there still no is kind of a push up. like that, yeah. Right, and so you know, if you keep That's, pushing, that is these... the heart of an evangelist, right? Like you know, you get pray people saved, yeah. Get them to pray the prayer, you yeah. got them, you got them. You know what I mean? They're but in, then, but then there's no follow up, right? You know? That's the disciple making process, right? Process. So you know, having all these people, you know, if you're just <laughs> trying to, yeah get conversions to get conversions yeah. sort of a thing yeah. and there and, and, the, and there's no you know gospel or this grace driven transformation about Correct. it you get christians that are later in their life and they're still learning about these things and they're not generous and they don't serve and they don't do yeah. these things and because it's so many and so many american christians are that way oh yeah and, and i'm not i'm not here to judge I, i'm just stating facts i was that way yeah, yeah. and so but again i'm not we don't. Get, we're, our goal isn't to earn God's favor. Mm-hmm. We we can't earn His favor. Yeah. We do those things because I'm saved. Mm-hmm. Like I experienced God's grace. That's why Ephesians two. That's why I shared on Sunday. God saved you by His grace when you believed. Right. So that's the moment when you said yes to Him when you believed. But He also says, and you can't take credit for this. Mm-hmm. It is a gift from God. So when you believed, it was because you finally took this present from Him. Mm-hmm. But it was because he gave it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. But and I, I didn't read verse ten, and and it, it didn't really have like significance in the moment. But I want to read verse ten, and so the reason we do that is for we are God's masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think in other translations I say workmanship. We are for we are God's masterpiece. He has credited us credited. I'm sorry, he has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. <laughs> so that so what we do follows our salvation because it was grace given to us freely by him. So there should be now, because I said yes to Jesus, there should now be an expectation of me to well, if you and you got to read all of scripture together. I have to die to myself daily. I got to take up my cross daily. I got to die to who I am. Live for Christ every day. And in that process, I'm giving. I'm serving. I'm loving. I'm I'm sharing the gospel. I'm trying to disciple people. You know, I'm, and if I'm not, I'm learning how to disciple people. You know, I'm I'm doing what Jesus did in Matthew four. You know, he tells his he tells his first disciples, "Hey, follow me, and I'll teach you how to fish for men." You know, it wasn't like, hey, accept me into your heart. Mm-hmm. He's like, follow me and I'll teach you how to fish for men. He gets to the end. He res- rises from the dead. Um, and he says, um, go and make disciples of all nations, you know. And then he tells us, I'll be with you. Mm-hmm. You don't do this. And then we get to the book of Acts and you see the Holy Spirit come <laughs> upon them. And they started preaching the gospel to the crowds. And, and then they baptized everybody. 
You know, and in that baptism, the church exploded in Jerusalem that day. Mm-hmm. And and James, the brother of Jesus, becomes one of the followers of his brother um, around this time now. Mm-hmm. And he becomes the pastor of Jerusalem, meaning he's shepherding these people to teach them how to do this with others now. A little short thing about, about James, is, and I think the same way with Paul. I love God's sense of humor here because oh, sure. I absolutely love that he chose people to write parts of the New Testament for us that would be the people that you'd think would have the hardest time believing that Jesus existed. Yeah. Like Paul, who crucified Christians. Yep. And then, and Mm -hmm. also James, who, you know, you grow up and you think, oh, your brother's God. You know what I mean? It's like, I think it's great. (sighs) Yeah, it's, that's the picture of grace. It always is. And mercy, to be Mm -hmm. honest with you. So, like, it's, it is a picture of grace. And it's... You know, I'm not. I don't. I never know who listens. Every once in a while, somebody will say, "Ah, oh, listen to you," or yeah. "Listen to you guys." Or say, oh, whatever. But I, I wonder though, how many of us listening? I wish, I wish all Christians would <laughs> listen to something like this. And I'm not the only one. There's so many people talking about these things that. I mean, if you sat down and took an inventory of your life, do you look like a follower of Jesus? I know you prayed a prayer one time. Okay. I know you repented and you said, yes, I want to follow Jesus. Okay, great. Maybe you were baptized. But does your life look like him? And even if you're a new Christian, is your life beginning to look like him? Mm-hmm. And if it's not, I, I don't know if your prayer actually meant anything. Yeah. And so those are the things that Scripture is really hard about. And again, that's not a judgment. It's more of a, well, maybe I'm not. Maybe I am. Maybe I am, and 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 I have to really wrestle with this. Maybe there's the things I need to work on, and am I and am I willing to do what our church or other churches are trying to help you to do? Are you in community? And if you're not, why not? What what in the world do you have to do that you're not a part of a community of people helping one another? Because that is the that's the whole New Testament. Um, are you part of a local church on a Sunday morning or Saturday or whenever in the world they meet? Yeah. And if you're not, why not? Why are you majorly inconsistent? Mm-hmm. Um, are you giving financially to your local congregation or a ministry of some sort on a consistent basis every time you get paid? And if you're not, wh- why not? You know, I just, these are the things I'm like, gosh, I wish I could sit down with every single person individually and just be honest. Yeah. And say, hey, let's have a conversation. Are you doing this? Well, why not? Well, I just don't know if the scripture. Well, do you know what the scripture says about those things? Mm-hmm. Do you know what Jesus said? You know, things like that. I wish I could do that. Yeah. I can't. That's the discipleship process. So that that I'm trusting that other Christians are getting this and other churches are doing the same thing. That we're trusting that other Christians are getting this, the whole discipleship process. And you're teaching the people under you. Yeah. Because that's what we're trying to do here with A groups. That's what we're trying to do with our student ministry and our yeah. kids ministry. Um yeah. Because grace is the greatest thing that anybody on this planet can ever receive. There's nothing even coming close that is as good as grace. Mm-hmm. It is so wonderful that I don't have to earn God's favor ever. But that doesn't mean that I just get to accept it and do nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's... um. 
it's or one keep of those, doing what I want to do. Right. It's it's one of those things that you're not saved by your works. Correct. No one can be. Right. Okay. You're going to say it though. James talks about it. Right. Yeah. yeah. But um, it's like faith without works is dead. Is dead. So you the know? question is, do you have faith? Right. Yeah. And so people get in that. I mean, I've gotten in this trap for yeah. years. You know, when when as 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 you were talking, I, I had to Google some dates because I wanted to make sure that I said this right. But like, I've been a Christian a very very long time. Yeah. But I haven't been a good example of a Christian for a very very long time. Sure. You know, I gave my life when I was very very young. It was a vacation Bible school when they were giving money to Haiti. I shared that story. A oh couple yeah, months I ago. love that. Yeah, that's fun. You know, and then and then I went my whole kind of adolescence and then got baptized in 2006. I was a sophomore in high school and then um, I was on like a little high for two years and went on all these you know. Um, youth trips and out of state and things like that and was just on fire. You know? Yeah. I saw Chris Tomlin live. I was yeah, loving yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Right? Yeah. And then... For me, it was David Crowder yeah. back in the day. <laughs> uh, for me, it was Chris Tomlin. That's why I yeah, love yeah. that man so much. Um, but then in college, totally drifted. And then I decided to just kind of make up my own thing because, you know, when you get to high school, you you want to be all theological, right? You know, and yeah, it's just like, well, sure. why is this? Blah, 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 yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. How could a good God do this? Yeah, you know, all those everything. sort of questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I made up my own religion for a while. And it's like, and even after I got it all back together a little bit, I still had so many questions. And so... I believe that I've been a Christian for a long time, but I don't believe that I was truly, truly started this transformation process until Easter of 2020. Okay. I really don't think that I was transformed in any way. I knew the Holy Spirit was in me, and I and thinking back, I can think of tons of tons of examples where I know the Holy Spirit was in me and residing in For me. For sure. Because every conversation I had with somebody, when I got the little inclination yep. that they'd say God or mention yep. that they go to church, I would just flutter inside. I could yeah. feel the you Spirit feel re- rejoicing inside of me whenever yeah. God got brought up. For sure. But I would I would hold it back and you know yeah. go back to smoking my joint or whatever that it was. <laughs> yeah, right. You know. But I remember sitting at home and um, say what you will about Stephen Furtick and Elevation Worship, uh, okay? Yeah, right, right, right. Whatever. That's yeah. not the conversation yeah. for God today. God can use anything. God can use anything. Yep. But I remember watching their Easter service in 2020. Okay. It was April 15th, and um, I watched his Easter service, right? It was yeah. after we did all our Easter yeah. stuff, so I'm still coming off of a high Oh, yeah, and day. it was online. It was online, yeah. yeah. So it was totally different. Everything Tol- was online Everything was different, you yep. know, in 2020, okay? Yep. And I remember laying, I remember my whole family was asleep. I was watching one of their really late, almost like a midnight service or something, sure. okay? And um, that's when they debuted the song Rattle. Uh, and I just remember just weeping, and I remember saying, "God, you know, I'm so sorry for getting this wrong. It's a good song. My whole life, and like, you know, I was pro- I was caught up in stuff, right? You know, I was caught up in the mood, and the mood, and the hype of that song. Yeah, you know, was, Elevation has a way about a lot of the things that they do that it's a very emotionally driven. Yep. But I felt like this was really, really true, and I just remember giving God everything and telling Him whatever you need me to do. Like, I'm all in. I'm not going to fake it no more. I'm just, yeah. you know, I just remember just almost like a rededication for real. I want to be transformed. Yeah. Okay. And then it wasn't three months later that, you know, the church offered me a full-time job. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And it's just like blessing after blessing from then on out. Yeah. You know, and it's just, I'm not saying you want to be transformed for the blessings. Correct. Don't hear it's, that. Usually the blessings follow the transformation though. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. And they look different for everyone. Absolutely. And for every scenario. Yeah. Yep. So I was definitely there. I've totally been there. So really, if I think of my new transformed walk of faith, I've only been doing it for three years. Yeah. You know? So it's like, yeah. even if you've been a Christian a long time, don't let that deter you because yeah. you don't know what you're missing out Yeah. And I will say, like, if you ever think, well, Nate's passionate about this or like, that's kind of harsh or something. Like, my heart is, I'll just say this, I always preface this, my heart's always good. In the sense of, not because of me, but because... <laughs> Be careful saying yeah, that. Yeah, That's going to be a t-shirt. Nate yeah, says, nah, my, heart my heart's always, always good. good. <laughs> yeah, but the whole point is, is I desperately want people to desire Jesus above all else. Mm-hmm. That's that's my whole heart's desire. That's why I'm in ministry. Um, and I get saddened by so many Christians that I'm, I'm afraid of, I'm afraid for... Um, because we should look, like Galatians talks about, you know, the, I mean, the fruit of the Spirit. We should be oozing the fruit of the Spirit if we're following Him. If we're not, <laughs> I always go back, do we have the Spirit in us? And yeah. I, again, it's, yeah, I know it says, confess with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord, believe that He rose from the dead, and you will be saved. But you got to keep reading. Because th- there's there's life change. There's a you're the holiness. There's a there's a difference in it. So and God knows the heart, and so that's why every person's on a journey. But but we should reflect our our Savior. We should be servants. We should be generous. We should love. Um, we should be obedient. We should be in God's word. We should be praying. We should be fasting. All the time not just once a year, mm-hmm. you know? And so a few times a year, like, and that's what scares me. Um, I, I think my last question was, how, how, do we, how do you think we move from behavior salvation to grace salvation? You know, how do we move from I have to earn God's favor to living out of his love because of what he's done for us? That's really hard. Um, to put it into words, I don't know if I could, you know, for... For me, it's still a process. For me, I just have to constantly tell myself that that the good things that happen to me, I don't deserve. Right. It's only the bad things that happen to me that I deserve. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that sounds really pessimistic. Yeah. That sounds really bad. Yeah. But... I, the scripture does tell us that, that, that we do deserve hell. Yeah, we do deserve death. And we don't deserve grace. Right. But that that's the beauty is that he gives it to us uh-huh. and therefore we won't go to hell. Yeah. If we've if we've accepted his grace. Yeah. I I think it goes back to just practicing gratitude, you know, because the more aware you are of I'm sorry, the more aware that you are of how good you really do have it, you know, the pain and the the crap that you're dealing with, it gets smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. Even if it doesn't literally get smaller and smaller, you don't care about it as much. Yeah. Because you're like, man, yeah, I my car broke down and I'm going to have to figure out something and talk to the insurance and all this garbage, and it's a pain. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. thank goodness I have my wife. Yep. Thank goodness I have my daughters. Yep. Thank goodness I have my home. I have a job. I'm three minutes from my workplace. If I have to walk here, I can walk here. You know, it's yeah. like notice, notice the blessings that you already have. Yeah, and I think that's I think I, th- I, th- I think that's at least a step in the right direction. Yeah, I think so too. I just it's 
it, this is such a big topic and to talk about it, I mean, we could talk about this all year round. Um, and it's way easier to have one-on-one conversations with people, but I just, at the end of the day, my hope is, is that if, if you are listening to this and you're still listening, sit down and evaluate your life and ask yourself, are you living in God's grace? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and meaning, are you living what what Paul says in Romans six? Are you continuing to live in His righteousness, a holy living of righteousness, or are you still like, well, I'm saved, but yet you're still you still look like the world. Mm-hmm. You know, you're still yeah. living according to your own standards. You're still doing, you're still spending money on the things that you want. Um, you're still serving. You know, only when you want to. Um, you know, are um, I don't know. I just evaluate your life and ask yourself the question, did I really commit my life to Jesus? Did I really do that? Did I weigh the cost? Am I living a holy life because of his righteousness through grace that I have received? Or am I just living in God's grace? Am I abusing his grace? Or uh, what was the phrase you had? Take for granted. Yeah, am I taking for granted his grace so that I don't go to hell? Mm -hmm. And that's not a great place to live and be. And mm-hmm. so yeah. I, I think I'm just going to leave it there. Yeah. Um, I think, because again, we could talk about this for another few hours if we wanted to. And so, um, but it's a beautiful picture. It's a beautiful topic. And I'm beyond grateful that God extends it to all of us. And and we should all be grateful for that he extends it to us. And so, um, so next week though, we're like, we're landing the plane. We're done. Starting point is going to be over. It's going to kind of bring together everything that we talked about and then add one more idea mm-hmm. on top of it. And Yep, it's called mm-hmm. Invitation. Invitation. Sweet. Yep. All right, everybody. If you made it through the whole hour in one minute, goodness, <laughs> you get a cookie. I, I don't know. I don't have any cookies to give. I know. You know. I got tons of candy. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> some leftover Halloween candy or Reformation candy, yeah, I guess Reformation we say. candy, yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we want to thank you guys for tuning in on today's episode, and uh, we just want you guys to have a blessed week. If you have any questions about today's content, you can email us at nickornate at churchontheav.com. And uh, don't forget to shoot Abe just a little get well soon text. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I'm sure that would mean a lot to him. Yeah. All right, guys. um, Have a blessed week, and we'll see you next time on Beyond the Row.